True Crime Broads with Crystal and Renee. Hello, welcome to True Crime Broads. This is Crystal and Renee. And we're so excited to have you back today. We have some fantastic news. I'll let Renee deliver it. But we just are super pumped about what we have to share with you guys today. Yes, we are. So... Back in May, I think it was May 2nd, we did an episode with the family members of Mariah Gonzalez. She was uh, brutally murdered in March of 2012. So we had the family uh, on the two sisters, uh, Elsa Lynn and Danielle Gonzalez, and they joined us for an episode. We wanted them to talk about their sister's brutal murder um, and how it you know, had um, devastated their family. Um, and how they were on the, um, the hunt for the second person that was responsible for the murder. Uh, so back in 2012, March 17th, um, I think they had put out a missing persons report because they hadn't seen uh, Mariah in a few days. And so they put out a missing persons report and uh, were, were looking for her. And I guess they had got word that something had happened. Um, and a few days later, they found her body on the side of the road and I believe it was between uh, Waxachie and Ennis. Um, I'm not familiar with the, the area, but it was somewhere off of 287. Anyway, and so at this point, um, they found the body, and they were able to somehow identify that it was, in fact, Mariah that was found. Um, her body had been burned. Um, and um, so quickly, uh, they found one of the people responsible for the murder, which was uh, Jose or Joe, he went by Joe Alvarado, 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 I don't know. Anyway, uh, he was quickly found. Uh, they were looking for a car. Uh, it was a 1994 Oldsmobile Bravada. I've never heard of that car, have you? I have. Have you? Mm-hmm. I've never heard of it. I was kind of like, huh, that's odd because normally I'm pretty up to date with cars. Anyway, I wouldn't have known what to look for. <laughs> anyway, um, he was found in Grim Prairie at a motel. So they quickly caught him, but the other person uh, responsible for the murder, which uh, her name is Jennifer Samantha Puente, she was on the run and had been on the run up until uh, not long ago, which is why we're having this podcast. Uh, We're so happy to be able to, oh, interesting. It's a little SUV. I'm not very very familiar with cars. Uh, Oldsmobile, it's just never, Mm -hmm. I don't even think I've ever owned one. Yeah, (laughs) it's like a, it's an SUV. It's probably, you know, similar to like a Jimmy or something. Yeah, that makes sense. I I am familiar with that one. If they still have Jimmy's, I don't know if they do. Yeah. I don't even know if they have Bravadas, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But um, anyway, so they they quickly caught up with him and uh, he was quickly, um, arrested and take it in and I, I guess he quickly told the information you know him and his girlfriend Jennifer Samantha Puente uh, were together and she wanted to she was friends with Mariah she was already friends with her and um, she wanted to join a gang and see what it was like to kill somebody can you imagine hmm I mean just it's just bizarre. Like who? I don't know. You got to be a special kind of strange to just want to kill somebody, but nevertheless, and to act on it. Exactly. So um, anyway, so they they caught up with him, and he told the story. He explained to the to uh, you know police that he didn't kill her, 
but he was there when she was killed and did nothing. And this is the quote from him. And he told this to John, the hunt with John Walsh on that show. He told this to John Walsh. It is what it is. Everybody dies. That's weird. I and know. so he, so did he admit that he knew that Jennifer was killing Mariah? Yes. He was in the other room and, and it was he at just, his mother's house. And he just chose to just chill in the just other room. not say a word. Wow. I guess he wanted her to be able to have her lifelong dream of killing somebody. How horrible. I can't even. I imagine. wonder if these people were on drugs, or are they just total psychopaths. You know, nobody's ever. I've never seen it mentioned, but I'm sure there's a good chance that yeah. they were definitely. I would think. Yeah, hopefully, I mean, I say hopefully, but you know, you want to think that there had to be something that contributed to that because normal people don't go, "Ooh, I want to kill somebody." Right. Ugh, it's horrible. So, um, they like they said they caught up with him. He told the story that um, him and his girlfriend Jennifer. Uh, killed Mariah, who was only 15 years old. And and one of the NSPD officers said that that was the most, that was the worst murder he's ever witnessed that I can imagine. That's so sad. Yeah, apparently Mariah was from Waxahachie, and she was staying with her sister in Ennis, and she wasn't going to school at the time. Right. Yeah, very sad. So this is something I didn't know. Um, she was stabbed and strangled, which um, I, I didn't know she was, uh, strangled. I just knew stabbed, um, and they and Jennifer cut symbols and profanities in her flesh. I'm just blown away by that. That almost sounds like a satanic ritual or something. That's just horrific. It really does. Like you really got to be worshiping the devil to be doing some crazy stuff like that. Um, just, I feel so bad for this family. You know, I mean, their sister had died not long before this happened. So this mother and father went through the death of one of their daughters. I guess they have four daughters. And then it turned around and had another death of a daughter, but an absolutely brutal murder. I mean, just, oh, absolutely horrible. You don't even know what to say to somebody like that, you know? Horrific. Yeah, it's just so uncalled for. And, I mean, here's the thing, and he could have done something, and he says, you know, later, and I I didn't notate this quote, but he says somewhere, when he's talking about it is what it is, everybody does. Yeah, I guess I could have did something. You know, if he would have handled that differently, his fate would have been so much different. Oh, you're right. I mean, yeah. if he just would have tried to stop her, called 911 immediately, like you said earlier, you would have run out of there and called 911. Or him being a male, he probably could have overpowered. Yeah, mm-hmm. he could have overpowered Jennifer. Yep. There were so many more options other than him to chill out in Just the other room. Sitting there doing and it. then help get rid of her body. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And burn it. Yeah. Like they're like they're going to get rid of the like there's going to be no evidence left, you know. Nope. He's definitely a participant, you know. Yeah, it's really sad that people don't think about things like this, you know, like okay, my options are I cannot participate in this or stop it from happening, which would have been obviously what you want to do. Right. Um, or I can just sit here and do nothing and go to prison for a long time. He got a 34-year sentence, and from what I can tell, he was up for, um, I guess, the minimum where he could get like get uh, paroled out would have been September of 2022, which obviously didn't happen, um, and then the maximum sentence, and I, I don't know how accurate this is because this is just what it says online, would be June 28th of 2032, so that's another 10 years so I guess that's about, let's see, 2012 to 2020. That's 10 years. 
Mm-hmm. So it's only 20. He got 34. I guess that's the, oh, I see what it is. That's the soonest he can get out of prison early. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Anyway, so I don't really understand all that stuff when they put all the dates and stuff. But, um, yeah, he got tampering with physical evidence and murder. That's his charges. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're just so happy for the Gonzalez family, um, as happy as you can be for somebody who's went through something this yeah. horrific. We're just so thrilled that there has been justice. And those of you who listened to our episode from May 2nd, 2022, probably heard Mariah's sister telling us on the air that they had an address of where Jennifer Puente was at that time in Mexico. And at first we were thinking, oh, that's probably old information maybe. So we said, how long ago? And they said, very recently. Yeah. So um, as soon as we got off of there, we were we, we decided right then and there, obviously we're sending that to authorities. So Renee got it over really quickly to NS Police, and they forwarded it on to the U.S. Marshals. So we're really excited about that. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it, it's the reason that we do what we do. Uh, we want to help in any way we can. And sometimes it's just a voice uh, to keep things being talked about in a case. And sometimes it's to move things forward, you know send them where they need to go because people don't know. I didn't know before doing things like this where to send information besides just like police, like who do you talk to? How do you send it over? You know, I didn't know. And it's been 10 long years for the Gonzalez family waiting for justice. And just several months after we turned in that tip of the address of where Jennifer is, she gets apprehended. So we don't know factually if that's what caused her to get apprehended our tip or it's possible there's another possibility that perhaps jennifer got in trouble in mexico got arrested and they right at that point found out she was wanted in the united states for murder we don't know yet but you know we just wanted to present the facts the way they are right yeah the way they explained it um was that um it, for some reason, it talks about Jennifer and um, Jose, that being her boyfriend. And then it talks about it being her ex-boyfriend, so I'm not really sure. But uh, it says that she wanted to, I guess that they were considered ex when he went to prison. I don't know. But uh, she wanted to join a gang and burn bodies. I mean, that's just horrible. He went by Joe. Yeah. That was his, his um, I guess, his preferred name. Um, I remember this case, though. Um, my daughter... Uh, graduated in 2012, 2011, I'm sorry. She graduated in 2011. And um, she was 18 at the time when this happened, so she was younger. But I think she pretty knew one of the other sisters. Because, uh, you know, Red Oak and Waxahachie are small towns, and people kind of know each other, you know, uh, across different cities and stuff. So she was familiar, and plus she worked with one of the sisters. But I remember when this happened, and I remember it just being so hard to understand and think of because when you have kids that are young like that you're just and it just makes you want to keep your kids home like oh my gosh I don't want them to be talk to anybody or be matter of fact uh, my daughter uh, when she was in high school um, some you know back then it, cell phones weren't as popular everybody didn't have them they were more expensive and uh, one of her friends called and um, was being really crazy over the phone it turned out that later not I think it was about six months later he ended up killing his father Wow. I mean, it just makes you so scared for your kids, you know, going out and hanging out with kids. You don't know who they're hanging out with and what's going on. And, you know, that's the last thing that her parents probably ever thought in a million years that this friend of hers was going to brutally kill her. Just sad. Exactly. 
Um, but anyway, we wanted to update everybody that we're super excited uh, that she has been um, apprehended. And hopefully, uh, once they get total confirmation, she will be um, brought here to the U.S. and um, start her. I guess they'll have to have a court session and all that stuff. Yeah. Unless, unless, of course, she just goes, I'm, I'm guilty, just let's and, move on. Right, right. That could take many, many, many months getting mm-hmm. her here. So this isn't something that is going to happen overnight, but we're happy that the process has begun and we'll right. be sure to keep our listeners updated as we hear more. Right. I mean, hopefully they don't have to sit through a, a long, um, I'm sure the family's going to attend. I hope they don't have to sit through a long, you know, um, uh, you know what I'm saying, a court session that's just horrible to hear all these facts and things like that. That's got to be the worst. Right. Can you imagine? And WFAA contacted us, a really nice reporter there, and um, wanted to get a statement from us. And then they also got statements from the Gonzalez family, and they seemed to be just happy and relieved. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Yeah, I had no idea. So I, I'm, we're friends with um, the sisters uh, after we had them on the podcast. And um, I seen her post on Facebook about um, Jennifer being caught. So I, in turn, turned around and made a post as well. And apparently that post went crazy on social media. But nevertheless, I um, got the information from the sister and, and wanted to move it forward and let people know that Jennifer has been um, apprehended and it's being com- confirmed and she'll be sent to the U.S. at that time and go from there. Yep, we'll be sure to keep everyone posted. Do we have anything else we wanted to talk to our listeners about today? Um, I mean, I guess just our usual. Anybody that wants to, um, that has any information on the Missy Beavers case as well, um, if they want to come on and join us for an episode and talk about Missy or talk about uh, working with her or working out with her or if you did thrive with her anything like that would be helpful because we want to keep that case going as well until it's solved we can't wait for that day yeah i agree with a lot of our people that commented a lot of our listeners and our social media um, buddies were saying we can't wait to get this news on the missy beavers case exactly the same news we got on the yes. Morning case so yeah we're hanging in there and we're hoping for the best and you know we believe that something could happen so yeah, um, we've had some some good things happening with that, and everybody that listens to our podcast knows about all that. So um, just keep all that, just, you know, keep talking about it. Keep um, joining on our group um, on the conversations and keep talking about it there. And, and if you haven't listened to the Mariah Gonzalez case that we did, her sisters were on the air with us. They were really good guests. They told us everything, and um, that that's from May 2nd, 2022 episode of True Crime Broads, if you want to check out the details. Yeah, definitely listen to that one first for you um, if you haven't heard it. So, All right. So we really appreciate everyone listening to True Crime Broads. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, holler at us sometime. Twitter, in pri- TikTok. Yeah, come, yeah <laughs> holler at us in the private messages. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. And we will talk to everyone soon. Have a great day.
Yeah.